Hello and welcome along to another episode of the Celtic View podcast of this year's special Christmas edition where we dive into all the great interviews and features in this year's magazine, which this week we actually have a real version of. Last week we had a fake copy, now we have the real version which is in the club store, so make sure you get yourself a copy of that. This week we're joined by Louise Gould. Louise, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, yeah. Are you excited to be on this week's edition? Oh, definitely. Looking forward to what we have to talk about. Brilliant, yeah. We've got a lot to discuss. Um, there's a reason we've got you on, because there's a big women's game this weekend, but we'll dive into that into a bit more detail later on. Um, first of all, let's look back, though, on the men's team in the last week. They had two games, defeat against Bayer Leverkusen away from home and defeating Aberdeen on Sunday as well. How do you look back on the week for the first team? I think, in all honesty, it's been a positive. You do look at the Bayer Leverkusen game and as much as the end result was disappointing, the game itself was a cracker. I mean, you know, when you just have your hands across your mouth at points and like we've really got to look at Joe Hart, how he played, it was amazing. Even the other goalkeeper and also the goals we scored, you know, and the goals scored all round. I mean... Yeah. It was a hell of a game to watch. I know, I was there at the stadium and it was just, it was so gutting when those two goals went in in the last 10 minutes, you know, like I was, I said to you earlier, I was already typing up my match report with 10 minutes to go, getting it all ready for the, the big build up to what was going to be a great result. But I think when you look back, we're going away to these teams now in Europe and we're putting in really top performances and we've scored a lot of goals as well this year. We had a spark and you definitely saw that with Jota and I think you saw that with Joe Hart at the back and, and the goals that were scored and it was it was really exciting, albeit disappointing, but th there you go, that's football, highs and lows all round. But yeah. then obviously, then we have Aberdeen at home and a great tribute to Bertie as well and I mean that second goal by Callum McGregor was was just, you, you look back at it and you go, did that really happen? <laughs> but, yeah. I know it's one of those, you just take it and get, get out of the game but... As you said, the, the tribute to Bertie as well, it was, it was almost so fitting that the game was against Aberdeen because it gave the opportunity for Scott Brown to come out before the match with Callum McGregor, which was such a special moment. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it just, it just solidifies what Celtic is. And, you know, if you leave Celtic, it's still a massive part of you wherever you go, especially for someone like Scott Brown, who's, you know, such a huge part of the club and will always be. I know, I was a bit worried as well when... Scott Brown's coming back, all the niceties, and I thought, wait till he puts in that first <laughs> challenge. But it seemed, he got a standing ovation when he went off, so it seemed, he seemed to, to get out of the game um, without any of that happening. But um, now let's go into our first exclusive interview that we've got this week from the Celtic View magazine. Um, I sat down with Jota a couple of weeks ago, who's been firing on the park, scored two goals in the last two games, and we put your questions to him. So here's that interview now with Jota. <laughs> These questions have all come in from the fans. These are the big important questions that they want to know. So this one has come in from Barry, who wants to know, how do you get so much volume in that hair? Oh, <laughs> I guess it's, it's like genetic. My father, it's the same. So he just kept saying to me that mm, for sure that's a family thing. So yeah, that's like that. And I don't know if people know, but during the game, we, we sweat a lot. So uh, then I just get volume in the, in the air. So, people see me on the television and for sure they think like that yeah where would you rank yourself against the other squad members do you think you've got the the best haircut in the squad 
No, I, I actually don't pay attention like to the, the haircut. It's, it's really easy. I wake up in the morning in 50 seconds, this is done because it's already, already arranged, you know? It's like done, the, the hair, so it's, it's good. People often say to me that, oh, you must be like five minutes walking, uh, uh, watching the mirror and stuff, but I don't, it's 50 seconds and it's done. So asking, uh, answering your question, I think uh, James. James Forrest, actually, uh, he has a nice hair, so... Yeah, I have to, have to agree with that. Now, you're saying you've been out and around about around Glasgow, so um, Ryan Clifford wants to know, though, if you've tried any of the Scottish delicacies and if you've tried Iron Brew yet. Iron Brew? What's yeah. that? I don't know. Have you not tried it? That's, well, I thought you might... That's food. It's a drink, so I thought... It's a drink? Yeah, I thought you might say no, so... I, I don't drink alcohol. Is, is, no, 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 there's no. There's no alcohol. So I, I brought one for you to try. I don't know if you want to try it. Okay, you can be. Yeah. Let us know what you think. What is this? It's like juice. Yeah, it's like a it's like a fizzy fizzy juice. Okay, let's see. There's oh, gas. Fizz up. Gas. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's a turn off. You don't need to drink though, just try a wee that's bit. That's a turn off for me. Ah, oh, this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry guys. <laughs> no, I actually like I'm a very simple guy, I stick with water, but this is a famous thing in, in Scotland. Yeah, you've just you've just insulted the whole of Scotland saying no to that, so yeah. there you go. <laughs> I, I'm not used to that, sorry guys. <laughs> well, it's probably for the best. It's, it won't be good for a footballer's diet anyway to, to have that. <laughs> um, right, now let's go on to the, to the football. Um, we've had a lot of questions in, um, asking how you're finding working under the manager. Yeah, it's it's been great. Ange has really good ideas. Uh, his philosophy of the game, it's something that uh, I've been um, looking for all, all these years. I remember uh, when I was younger, like seeing the Barca Tiki Taka, you know, and our style of play, it's, it's really similar. And uh, we just want to keep the ball and create the space, see the opportunities coming and just finishing. And I think we are doing, the, we are doing it quite, quite well. And yeah, it's just enjoying the game. Everyone knows what to do inside the pitch. And I think, uh, we are getting to know each other better and better every day, so things are doing good. Now this question comes from Josh, who wants to know what your favourite goal has been for Celtic so far? Uh, that, that one is good. I have to say, in terms of feeling, the first one in Celtic Park, like it's different to score in the Celtic Park. But um, I think all the goals are special, you know? I remember the last game, where I scored two goals and celebrating in the front of the fans. It was really good. Yeah, it was a good feeling. Every game, I think every game, it's good. But the first one, because it was the first one, uh, yeah, that's it. And this one comes from Alex O'Donnell, who's asking what your favourite game has been so far for Celtic? Okay, that's actually a really nice question. And people might not understand this, but uh, I will have to say the Betis game in Seville. It was one of our best games, we, we lost 4-3, but if people like, look closely, we did a really good game and we create chances. We, uh, Betis, it was not easy for Betis to play against us and it's Europa stage, so I, I would have to pick one Europa League and, um, game. And that one, although we lost the game, I think it was a really nice game and uh, it shows a bit of our personality. Like uh, we were losing, but we wanted to keep on doing our game and that's what big teams with big personality do and we want to do that all year. This one comes from Benny, who's asking, 
who is your closest friend at Celtic? Uh, that's that one is difficult. My closest friend. Okay, so the first guy I met was Jaco because we were in Paris doing some medical um, uh, exams. So I met him before I came to Celtic. So he was the first one he, and he was the first guy I, I had the opportunity to, to speak about the club, to speak about the, the adventure that we were going in. And, um, and then I think when I came to Celtic, all, all of the lads were, were good and just speaking to me all the time. Hey, if you need something, just tell me, we are going to arrange this, arrange that. And uh, nowadays, I think we spoke uh, with everyone the same way. Yeah, and I'm, I'm good friends with everyone. Yeah. There we go there, that was that interview with Jota and he, he certainly did not like that Iron Brew, that's for sure. Um, and you can read all of that interview in this year's Christmas edition of the magazine, which you can get from the club store. So make sure you get yourself a copy of that. And he's, he's a guy, Jota, who's been, he's been playing very well recently and been in and amongst the goals. I mean, he's just been a star on the pitch. The, the amount of effort he puts in, that spark that he has, you know, when he's got the ball, it's exciting and he, he really is getting good goals and becoming a true Celtic player. Mm -hmm. And I can see he's a, a very nice guy off the park as well. He was great yeah. to interview, which is, which is always nice. Um, right, Louise, let's get in and amongst it. Big game for the women this Huge weekend. Game. Huge game, yep. So, I mean, the girls haven't been in a cup final since 2018, and here we are. Semi-finals, we beat Hibs, who were the title holders. In the quarterfinals, we beat Rangers 1-0. So it's been a really fun time in the camp. It's not been easy. You know, those games are tough, tough games, but we like to leave it late a little bit, <laughs> as, <laughs> as we saw in the Hibs game, getting too quite late on goals. But... It's just there's so much excitement in the camp and I think this will really help, you know, that we've had loads of new players come in and they've hit the ground running and it's just been a really exciting time to watch women's football in Scotland full stop because there's been a real push um, and hopefully, you know, tickets are on sale it's at Fur Hill on Sunday at 4.10pm kickoff so everyone can come and watch and see what the girls are like. Yeah, and hopefully we can get a... Um, a good crowd down for that one but as you said there's been a lot of change over the last couple of years obviously the women move into a professional model things seem to be progressing very well for the girls at this moment in time getting a cut win does that just solidify everything oh totally and i think we've seen what france done i mean up until our rangers league game they were 25 games in the league unbeaten now that's epic for any team in in any league whether that's the men's league or, or the women's league so i think they've been putting in amazing performances we've got a raft of new players from all over the globe and you know a lot of them have also been performing internationally and actually we see that we have two girls called up to the scottish women's team yeah, so we've got yeah. tegan bowie who's only 18 she's down the wing now she tries so hard and there's there's that real camaraderie in the team where you are just pushing everyone to be their best and we've also got Callie Clark the captain who has also been called up to the Scotland squad so it's been a really positive week already for the girls and we're just building up to that final against Glasgow City. Yeah I mean Glasgow City is a bit of a formidable um, team to come up against who've done so well in Scotland over the last now 10 to 13 years haven't they? I mean they've been the top runners yeah since the league started since Celtic became a club, um, became into the women's uh, league in 2007. But, you know, the likes of Celtic, Rangers, 
they're catching up to Glasgow City and, and I think that's a really positive thing and we know that Celtic can beat Glasgow City and the girls will be ready for it. The determination on their faces at training, you know, in other games shows that. Yeah, how are you feeling for it? Are you nervous yourself? I'm so, I'm so buzzing, I'm so <laughs> excited. I mean, I've, um, my first trip was Norway, the Champions League with the girls and that was incredible, but I think, I think excitement more than anything because they deserve to be in a final and if they can get through and they can win, I mean, that will just, that's just the icing on the gun. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed for them. Let, let's hope they can do it. And as you said, the game's at Fur Hill on Sunday. So that's actually be quite a, a nice big Celtic day because you've got the, the men's team playing Dundee United and, at lunchtime and then you've got the Women's Cup final in the afternoon as well. So um, you can have a, big, a good old Celtic Sunday and get, get yourself along to, to Fur Hill. So we're now going to have our second exclusive interview from this year's magazine. Um, Louise, I was wondering if you could introduce this one for us. Yep, so this is the women's team's Icelandic winger, Maria Olofsdottir-Gross. She's actually currently away with Iceland under-19s, but we can have a look and see what she's all about. Yeah, perfect. Let's get to that now. I mean, you mentioned there, you, you know, you, you share, you know, accommodation with some of your teammates as well. Has that helped you settle into the team? Yeah, I made some really good friends here and they've been helping me so much. I think that's, I think that's, one of the things that helped me getting to the team was to live with them 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. It must help as well the fact that you you already speak English as well, that because then you don't have that language barrier that you immediately yeah. can kind of understand everybody, what everybody's saying. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's one of the things I wanted to come here to Scotland because everyone speaks English and I, I learned English in school, so... I think that's helping me really much that I can speak to the girls and just speak the language. Yeah. Did you notice a difference when you came here, the fact that it's now professional and you're, you know, you're training every day? Was that, did that take a wee bit of adjusting to? Um, yeah, so I trained every day at, back at home, but we weren't a professional team, so we didn't eat breakfast together, we didn't eat lunch, we just trained once a day twice a day maybe so yeah I had to adjust a little bit and also because I'm in school there's a lot of a lot of things to do when I come home after training maybe tired and stuff and then I have to study so that's been quite hard as well because all the yeah just pressure and stuff so you so you're still studying just now then yeah I'm online school Right, so is that an online school in Iceland then, I take it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so what, what are you studying are you at the moment? Uh, yeah, I'm preparing for architecture. Okay. Yeah. So would that be, would you then be going on to study that at university then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's quite, as you say, that's quite, you know, on the one hand you've got a full-time job as a footballer. And yeah. And then that's... That's a lot of, that is quite yeah. demanding. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's been really hard. Yeah, yeah but I'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. Is that something, has that always been an ambition as well to, to, go, to go into architecture as well as football? Yeah, it's been my dream since I was uh, 10, or I think. I wanted to be an architect, so um, 
and footballer. So I want to do both, but it's going to be quite hard. But oh, that's what I want to do. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. What, what made you uh, become interested in architecture? It's just, uh, I really want to just draw houses and build them and make something on my own. And I just, I've loved it ever since I was 10 when I discovered it. So, yeah, I don't know. I just like to draw them. There we go. That was a great interview there with Maria. And it's really fascinating. I mean, she's studying as well at the same time as, as playing her football. I mean, it's really incredible, isn't it? I mean, a lot of these girls have plan B options. A lot of them have been to university or they've gone through the college systems in America. So, you know, there's, there's still that part-time, full-time sort of aspect in, in the women's game. So, you know, you, you, you have to go and get educated. But yeah, it's really interesting to see what the girls are doing um, outside of football or what they've learned through college, things like that. But I mean, she's, she's pacey. She's strong, so she's a really exciting one for the future. Yeah, and hopefully she can grab a call at the weekend as well. That'd be great. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. um, and again, you can read that full interview in the Celtic View magazine, where we've also got a lot of great competitions as well in this year's edition, including one with Daffabet, who are giving away hospitality for 10 people for a home game to start next year. So make sure you get yourself a copy of the magazine to give yourself a chance of winning that. Now, Last week, Louise, myself and Paul discussed our favourite last-minute goals as we have a feature in this year's magazine as well. And we've got a DVD coming out, which you can get for this Christmas, which is great. Um, and we asked you to send in your favourite last-minute goals as well. So we had lots of great options sent into us. I'm just going to read out a few of them here. We had Sean Thomas on YouTube um, said Scott McDonald's last-minute winner against AC Milan in the Champions League, which I can remember that night very well. That was... Uh, an amazing experience that night to beat who I'm pretty sure they were the European champions as well at that point, which was just an amazing experience. Um, you also got Lars on Twitter said, it's got to be Nakamura's free kick against Kilmarnock. Everybody knew where it was going, but when it got there, and then he just puts lots of silly faces. <laughs> I think we know what he means. I think he, I think he enjoyed that one, which is another great shout as well. Um, Stephen Freeld and CJ McEwen, both on Twitter are saying, Jan Venegur of Hesslink's header against Rangers in 2008 to win 2-1 in the season that we won the league. And they both mentioned Nakamura's goal in that game as well, which I mean, obviously it wasn't a last-minute goal, but it was some strike. But again, I think, I think I mentioned that one last week. I think that one's got to be my favourite. And Tell McCallum, again, mentioned Tom Rodgick's winner against Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup final. And I think that's one that, that all Celtic fans will, will remember very well. So thanks very much for sending in your favourite last-minute winners. Um, this week we're going to take inspiration from a feature we've got in the magazine about a fan from Kazakhstan who's travelled all around the world to watch Celtic play and obviously has to travel quite a distance when he's coming to Celtic Park to watch games. So I thought maybe this week we could put to the fans about seeing the furthest they've maybe travelled for a game. I mean I think for myself I've actually been a bit boring. I think probably the furthest I've been is probably only like Italy. It's not that exciting for a Maybe for a Celtic game, it's not too far, but I don't know for yourself. Have you got any distances you've travelled for, for games in the past? I mean, it's not a Celtic game, but it has that, that Celtic connection. Um, oh, it was 2011, it was the A-League final, and it was Perth Glory, who my father was the coach at, um, and they were playing against Brisbane Raw, who was Ange Postoglu's team. But oh, I was okay. honoured when they, when they were playing in the semi-finals, I was on a train with my mum in the UK, and we then 
were going back to New Zealand, we were living at that time, and so we flew all the way back to New Zealand and then got back on a plane to go to Brisbane to watch the final at the stadium. And I mean, there was a bit of contention at the end, but Antiposcoglu's team did win. Um, Bessart Barisha scored the um, last minute winner. It was a penalty, but what a game to go and watch and, and what a place to go. And the A-League's a really interesting um, league to go and watch because it's sunny, it's warm, it's such a different vibe. You know, where you're here and it's like over the weekend it's snowing and oh, it's freezing. Oh, we were so, discussing that, weren't we? It's so cold over the weekend. It's so just... the way in which you're watching games is so interesting. But yeah, that was probably one of the first times I watched Ange as a manager. And yeah, he's he's a winner, mm. I guess. And I think we're seeing that here. You know, we're seeing the way in which he plays and and getting the positives out of it now, mm -hmm. especially. And obviously the men's team have a cup final to look forward to next month as well. So hopefully he can he can win that one as well and, and get another trophy for, for mean, Celtic. Could you imagine two cup finals, two cup wins before Christmas? I mean that's that would be a great a great I know and both win. men and women's team defeating the cup winners in the semi-finals as well, which is exactly. which is some achievement. So fingers crossed for, for both teams. But yeah, we want to hear your um the furthest you've travelled for games, so make sure that you Tweet the Celtic View with the hashtag ViewPodcast and we will discuss the best ones next week. Um, right, now just to, to finish up, we'll look ahead to the action for both the men's and women's team this week. Um, the men's team have hearts here on Thursday before we then travel to Dundee United on Sunday lunchtime as well. Two tough fixtures, isn't it, against teams that are currently third and fourth in the league? Exactly, yeah. So it'll be interesting. You've know, got Craig Gordon coming here. I mean, he's been fantastic for Scotland, yeah. fantastic for Hearts. So that's going to be a tough game, but we have home advantage on our side. And then Dundee United, obviously, and Ian Harks scored an equaliser here. Um, so we'll be up against them on their home turf. But I think we've improved since then massively. Yeah, so. most definitely, I know. The game's just come around so thick and fast at this moment in time as well. Like you almost can't kind of catch a breath. It's just every three days there's there's a game around the corner. But I think, as you said, the team definitely have improved. I know the first league game of the season played Hearts and, and lost at Tynecastle, but I think you can already see the improvements since then. So fingers crossed they can they can get the three points in both of those ones. Um, and last word I think has to go to the women's team again for that for that final on Sunday. I mean, such a massive game. I mean, you're around the women's team a lot. What's the buzz? What's the what's the emotions like in the camp at this moment? They must be very, very excited for this one. Yeah, definitely excited. I think determined. I think there's always there's always for the women's team. Just they want to prove themselves. Or they want to prove how good they are as athletes, as players. And I think they have been showing that. I mean, with the playing the Champions League, with all the games they've played recently, um, they've just really shown that they are good enough to win the league, to win cups. And, you know, it's the first final since 2018. And I, and I think they're ready for it. Mm -hmm. I'm just excited to see if Fran Alonso has anything up his sleeve for what he's going to wear on Sunday for a big showpiece event. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we sometimes need a camera on Fran himself because um, at the Hib semi-final, he was just running up and down Fourth Bank Stadium, you know, and I think, I think that's really nice to see as well. He has so much passion yeah. and so much trust in the girls and sometimes they leave it a little late to, to score those goals, <laughs> but they always do. And I think, you know, with Charlie Wellings, with Jacinta, with all the girls that we've got in at the moment, you know, you saw um, a couple of weekends ago, we had... Clarissa Laracy, the Canadian, they made Shine Shorts American. We have all these different people from different places who are coming into the fold, scoring goals and putting in really good performances. So it's exciting. Yeah.
I wonder what it would be like if we if we can get it over the line and, and get a trophy, we'll be up and down that pitch even more. We need to get a, a heart rate monitor on him, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, well, thank you very much for, for joining us again for, for this week's edition of the Celtic View podcast. And again, make sure that you get your tickets for, for Sunday's Cup final, which we'll have a link in below. But from myself and Louise, thank you very much and see you again next week. Bye for now.